So I apologize for not getting you guys any content relevant to Eagles week as you know we lost to the Philadelphia Eagles last week. But with the guys playing on Tuesday and it being Christmas week, just kind of threw off my traveling arrangements and my scheduling for my content programming and things like that. But welcome to episode 40 of the Bleeding B&Z podcast. As always, if you're checking us out on the YouTube, please comment, like, and subscribe. I will really appreciate it because we're trying to make the Bleeding B&Z podcast your number one content hub for everything Washington football team. Now let's get into this game. So as I just mentioned, this is episode 40 of the Bleed and B&G podcast, and I'm, a, I'm actually going to call this episode On to the Draft. We're going to call this episode On to the Draft, because uh, the Washington football team got dismantled, got annihilated, got their ass beat, whatever, whatever you want to call it, by the Dallas Cowboys um, this past weekend, 56 to 14. So I want to give you guys a timestamp. Today is actually Monday. Today is actually Monday, December the 27th, and um, it's about 7.30 p.m. So it's about a day after um, that beatdown, and it, it was a shellacking. Like, it was it was embarrassing. So this isn't going to be a long episode at all because guess what? I stopped writing notes after the first quarter. I stopped writing notes after the first quarter. If you guys follow me on YouTube and things like that, if you follow me on my, um, if you follow me, uh, if you follow me on YouTube, as I mentioned, you guys know that I look back at my notes. I'm, I'm always looking at my notepad and things like that. It's not going to be any of that in that, this episode. It's not. It's not. So this, I predict that this episode is going to be pretty short, but hey, you're here, so we're going to give you people what we need. Um, I, I, I'm not even going to go over stats. It's, it's, it's no need for any of that. We lost 56 to 14. We didn't do anything. We didn't do anything good at all. At all. And I'm sick of it and I feel bamboozled. Like I told you guys in episodes before. This is the staple of the Washington football team or the Washington Redskins, whatever you want to call it. This is the staple of them as an organization. They do just enough to keep you around, just to slap you in the face. That four-game win streak was an anomaly. That four-game win streak is followed by a three-game loss streak. Losing streak. They did just enough to get us hyped for the first Dallas week, hyped for this five-game divisional gauntlet, just for us to get our ass whooped. Dallas was doing the ass whooping on the field. John Allen was doing the ass whooping on the sideline. We got two of our top six, seven players on the entire roster fighting each other. I wish we showed that same kind of hate and passion towards the other team. Even last week, I know I didn't talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, but these guys put up 200 yards with y'all. I don't want to hear about COVID. I don't want to hear about Omicron. I don't want to hear about none of that. I don't want to hear about none of that. You still don't get 200 yards put down your throat. Pause. Like, this is a joke. This is a joke. We're going back to early season Bleeding B&G episodes where I turn red because I'm pissed. Because I'm pissed. Because I allowed myself to fall back into the hype. I hope y'all believe me now. Taylor Heineke is trash. I've been telling y'all that. For all my day one bleeding B&G fans, y'all know. Y'all know even with this four-game winning streak, I wasn't fully convinced until that fourth game. It took me a month, in which he didn't even play amazingly in those last two games against Seattle and Las Vegas, if we're being honest. 
It took me a month to get convinced. And guess what? He bamboozled me too. Because he is ass. He is ass. I think he was, what, 18 for 47 over his last two starts against Dallas? That's about 38%. He sucks. He sucks. And he can't play with the big boys. That boy was shook and rattled on Sunday. Shook and rattled. Couldn't complete a five-yard open out route. And what is the direction that we're going in? What is the direction that we're going in, period? We all hit forcing Antonio Gibson. The man is running on one foot. He gives you one quarter. And I know exactly why he stopped playing after that first quarter. Because he was seriously hurt going into the game. We saw him limping after that catch and everything like that. We saw it. Y'all gave yourself false hope that you had a playoff chance, but that shit went out the window in the first quarter when you were down 21-0. So why even risk it? What is the direction we're going to with this entire squad? Another game that Curtis Samuel does not play. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? We out here running, running sub-package defenses. Like, no, that's no baseline, baseline, borderline elementary school boys and girls club defenses. Excuse me. Because we don't have a linebacker that can that can play. I don't want to hear about COVID. David Meadows been on the on the roster since week one. He's slower than me. And it may seem like we jumping all over the place because I told y'all we ain't take no notes. It was no point. That was one of the worst losses I've seen in my history as a Washington football team fan. Up there with the Monday Night Massacre and the loss against the Patriots. And I don't know if it's one, two, or three, to be honest. I don't. Because this one was against Dallas, man. This one was against Dallas. And let me just tell you some of the things that just pissed me off. Trayvon Diggs is a smart player. He is not checking Terry McLaurin in real life. Give Terry McLaurin a good quarterback. Trayvon Diggs is not having him hold him down to one catch in, in two games. The first play of the game, Terry McLaurin was open. If you guys are football fans, you're familiar with the term. If he's even, he's leaving. He was more than even against Trayvon Diggs. But guess what? Noodle ass on Taylor Heineke couldn't get the ball to the outside shoulder. My man stemmed Trayvon Diggs so hard because Trayvon Diggs is horrible technique. Smart football player, great hands. He is not all that as a quarterback. He looks all pro against us every time this year. Because we got bum-ass Taylor Heineke back there. I don't care about the monetation today. I I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm cussing. I don't care. Because I'm sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I'm fed up. I am honestly fed up, and I don't know what to do to, at this point. Because it's year after year. I, I put myself through this misery for 26 years. Like I told you guys before, I legit go on dates, first dates, and I'll tell these girls, you know I'm loyal because I'm a Washington football team fan. Like, you know that. You know that off the rip. You know I'm loyal. That's one of my greatest characteristics. I'm loyal. How, how can I tell that? I'm a Washington football team fan. I put myself through this misery every year.
We got a quarterback that can't hit Terry McLaurin, our best receiver, whose production is falling off a cliff. Like I told y'all, I told y'all we were first on everything at Bleeding BNG. Mighty funny how all these major media outlets are picking up Terry's lack of production over the last five weeks. We were on that, what, two, two episodes ago? I told you we're first with everything over at Bleeding BNG. We got the app. We got the app. Speaking of being first with everything, I do, you know, I'm going I'm to let my, my, my applause just be, be just as loud as my disrespect because De'Ami Brown finally made a play. Oh, my God. De'Ami Brown finally made a play. Let's clap it up for De'Ami Brown. Nice 48-yard, Bob. On Trayvon Davis, because I told y'all he's not that good. Well, I'm surprised Mr. Noodle Arm got the ball to him. But we've been waiting to see that all season, De'Ami. If you go back to the group chat part I had with Tay and Todd and, and Rio and my guys, we were hyped when you got drafted. We were, we were all together that whole draft weekend when you got drafted. Oh, we were oh, definitely wide receiver too. Thinking you were going to be making these plays that you made on Sunday all season. But I'm glad to see a, a tad of a flash in the pan. I don't even want to call it a flash. I don't like calling one play a flash. Because one play is going to be luck. But hopefully you can be more consistent with it. Hopefully you can be more consistent with it. But we got a guy like Terry McClure. Still a wide receiver. Terry McClure. One of the best wide receivers that we had in years. And I, I'm, I'm honestly scared that I, I think he's in jeopardy of leaving after his rookie deal. Because why the hell would he put up with all this bullshit? Well, he could go play with a Josh Allen. Well, he could go play with a... With, with, with any one of these young quarterbacks, would he go play with a Justin Herbert after his rookie deal? We need to find a quarterback. That's why the title of this episode is Going to the Draft. I don't even want to talk too much about this game. You know this game was bad when the talk all today, Monday, the 27th, is about Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen fighting. And it wasn't even that huge of a fight. But guess what? Ain't nobody got shit to talk about with the game. Like, this is a bad product through and through. This is a bad product through and through. We're going into year three of Coach Rivera with two losing seasons, no matter how you want to put it. Two consecutive seasons with losing records. I don't care about the playoffs. During the COVID season where Dak got hurt. Where Saquon Barkley got hurt. Where the Eagles were just trash. I don't, I don't care about that. Because what did you do? What did you do the next year? We have the potential of going 1-5 in the division. We have the potential of going 1-5 in the division. And that was one of the things that I held so close to me last year was that we went four and two, sweeping the Eagles and the Cowboys last year. We're about to go one and five. So all my watching the football team fans and the community, do me a favor. Don't even bother to get hyped for these last two games. Playoffs, that's out of here. Playoffs? Playoffs? That's out of here. I don't want to hear it. And no, I don't advocate for tanking, but right now for our long-term success, it's best that we get a top seven draft pick. It's best. And if you guys have been following me on Twitter, you know it's Kenny Pickett season all day over here. That's my quarterback one. That's my QB one. Been my QB one since September. We have the tweets to prove it. I don't, I don't, I don't hear all these guys on this high horse now. Because we got the eye over here at Bleeding B&G. 
and ensure that you get a guy like Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral, who I think are the clear set top two quarterbacks in this draft class. I think that you're going to need to have a top seven to eight pick. Which is kind of rare in, in, in most NFL draft classes these days. Because usually top two quarterbacks are going within the first five picks, if we're being honest. But if you look at the draft projections now, the people that fall in front of us, I think we're currently at the ninth pick. Um, it looks like the Carolina Panthers are the only ones that have a clear needed quarterback. Clear, clear, evident needed quarterback. So we may have to try trade up for a guy like Kenny Pickett, who I really want. Who I see Joe Burrow comparisons out of. Who may even be a more explosive runner. And I'm not even talking about just on the field traits. I see a lot of... I think that Joe Burrow does process faster. Um, at the line of scrimmage and things like that. But I'm talking about college career. College traits and things like that. You know, a lot of people were hesitant on Joe Burrow. Because he seemed to be a one-year wonder. Losing um, his, you know, position. Or losing the quarterback battle to freaking Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State. Same thing with Kenny Pickett. But guess what? We just saw Joe Burrow put up 525 yards on the Baltimore Ravens' head on a dome, and that's the that's the that's the optimism that I'm looking to have because coming out of this season there isn't none. We regressed from last year. I don't care what the record says. We got one extra game, so if we win the same amount of games, and they gave us one extra. Isn't that a regression? Isn't that aggression? Isn't that a worse percentage technically? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? The talent gap is, is evident between a team like us and the Cowboys. They over here with Michael Parsons, Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence. But we were supposed to be the team with all this, this old fearsome, foursome, defensive lot. Kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. John Allen is the only one stepping up to, to his potential and balling out to his potential. What was Montez Sweat this week? Someone being undisciplined? It wasn't a coincidence that these quarterback run lanes start opening back up once Montez Sweat returned. That was not a coincidence, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I don't, I don't want to hear about COVID. Everybody in the NFL is dealing with COVID. We got our game pushed back twice. And then everybody's talking about, oh, Garrett Gilbert, Gilbert, Gilbert. Guess what? Garrett Gilbert has a better arm than Taylor Heineke. At least he hit Terry McClellan on a deep sideline throw. Like, I don't want to hear it. So fool, yourself, fool yourselves if you want to. But we never had the guy. Even with Ryan Fitzpatrick, we never had the guy. And I'm a fool for believing that a 38-year-old quarterback was actually going to do something. Journeyman quarterback at that. So guess what? The optimism is out the window until I see something in 2022. So if you're looking for a Sunflowers and Rainbows podcast, you're not getting it with the Bleeding B&Z podcast anymore. You're not. You're not. Because I'm fed up and I won't allow myself to believe the hype anymore. I won't. I won't. Because the team just slaps you in the face year after year. It doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter who the coach is. We're getting wishy-washy answers from Coach Rivera now. Oh, yeah. T T Taylor's our starter, starter, but we might see Kyle. What the, what the hell does that mean, bro? What the hell does that mean? If you want to say Taylor's ass, and you predict him to keep being ass, so you're going to put Kyle in, say that. Because we see it. Be honest with us, bro. This ain't the Charlotte media. 
This ain't the Charlotte media. Well, I've told you guys before, I am a Scout Turner fan. Why are we finding ways to get the ball to Terry McLaurin? You try to throw him these deep balls when your, when your quarterback can't throw him. Why are we throwing the slant? You see, he got open on the slant as soon as Kyle Allen was implemented in the game. Golly, golly G. Golly G. Why are we giving him reverses? Using his 4-3 speed. Oh, because you brought Curtis Samuel in for that? And, like, that's just his sole role? Well, what happens when he doesn't play a damn game for you this season? Oh, let me stop. He played, what, 2-3? And when he did, he was moving like me out that motherfucker? Like, what's going on? What's going on? We got Curtis, Af Curtis Samuel on the side field every week. I was told that this was going to be an a, a explosive offense left behind, what, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, guess what? Guess what? We have a hard time cracking 300 yards a game, even during the win streak. We putting up 17 points against Seattle, 17 points against the Raiders, and thinking we were doing something. This team was bad from the jump. This team was bad from the jump. And I hear a lot of people talking about, oh, this defense, this defense, oh, this defense. Was no, the defense never did what they were supposed to do. This defense was supposed to be leading you to playoff wins. I don't care how bad the quarterback play was. We were supposed to be winning, winning games in spite of the quarterback play going into the year. And we've had to have this bump Taylor Heineke honestly win us some games because of this bad defensive play. Now we got two big D tackles fighting each other. And everybody want to get on Giant Island for throwing a punch. Let a man push me in my head. Push, push me in my head. I could be me in my little old 5'11", 195-pound frame. Let Deron pay push me in my head. He got to fight me. He got to fight me. Ain't no grown man pushing another grown man in the head. And if you allow it, I'm questioning your masculinity. Like I told you, I ain't keep no notes. You ain't getting no stats. This is rant time. We suck. We suck. I hope we lose these next two games. And I'm selling my tickets. So if you're listening to this and you're interested in a, a, a one ticket, an individual ticket, section 139, row 11, amazing seats. Check my Twitter page if you don't believe me. That ticket is going on sale because I'm over this. I'm over this. And I don't care if it goes to an Eagles fan. It's going to be 80 of them in the stadium anyway. 80% of them in the stadium anyway. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired with this franchise. I've told you guys before. The differences between good... good and it, it is simple. The NFL is about matchups. The difference between good NFL teams and bad NFL teams. And it's really... You can really... Taper it down to this fine line. And I'll say good offenses and bad offenses. They found ways to get their key players the ball. If you go look at Terry McCloy's stats over the last five games, I think he's he's got about 150 yards over five games. That's putrid. That's putrid. This is a man that had almost 750 yards through 10 games. And now we're, we're hoping and praying that he can reach 1,000. And then we'll be the first ones questioning why he wants to leave after his rookie deal. Over here running at Antonio Gibson and got fans like me. And I'm rightfully so. I get upset because if he's out there, I, 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 
he should be healthy. I think he's healthy. If you put him out on the field, I think he's healthy. He out there looking big and slow. Not as explosive as he did last year, but guess what? Then he, he doesn't play for three more quarters after the first quarter. So he clearly wasn't healthy. So why is he out there? We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere but, but to, to the draft. And with the seventh pick in the NFL draft, that's what I'm looking to hear at, in, 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 in May. Because at this point, we ain't playing for nothing but keeps. We ain't playing for nothing but keeps, and I'm over it. I'm so fed up. I'm so fed up. I'm so fed up. And I don't want to hear about anything about COVID or things like that. Yeah, we didn't have any linebackers. But guess what? The linebacker player that was out there with David Mayo and Jared Kuskin, whatever his name is, was the same linebacker player we were getting with Jamin Davis. So I don't really use your first round draft pick. So I really don't want to hear it. I really don't want to hear it. Kendall Fuller out there getting abused. But you chose to be unvaccinated and you chose to miss 10 days. So I don't want to hear anything. Like, I don't, I really don't. I really don't. We even got Cam Curl making bad plays now. Like, what's going on? He did not want to tackle Bro on that long pass play. And I've never seen that from Cam Curl. Are we, is Ron losing his team? I hope not. I hope not. I surely hope not. So, as I said, it, it, it ain't really much to talk about with this game. On to the draft. Look out for, for all our, our breakdowns in the offseason. We're going to give you some previews and some recaps for these final two games. Because now we know it's only going to be two more games. This team ain't making the playoffs. But please, in the offseason, look for some quarterback breakdowns. Because this team isn't going anywhere without a quarterback. So, please look for some quarterback um, content. Like I told you guys before, I'm big on Kenny Pickett. Matt Corral is also an option. A guy like Carson Strong. A guy like Sam Howe. There's options out there. And I don't want to hear this is a bad quarterback class. While I don't think that it will happen because of all the optics and the outside views, Deshaun Watson is still out there to be had. And then you see a guy like Deron Payne out here fighting our Walter Payton man of the year, our pro bowler, our best player on the team. And then you hear reports like last offseason that we were hesitant on giving up on, on, you know, shipping off any of our defensive linemen. How does that, how do how, how we feel now? I don't think we're as hesitant now to ship off a guy like Deron Payne. Or a guy like Montez Sweat, who a lot of guys think that, I know, shit, I know all the Philly fans think that he was the reason for the COVID outbreak. He was patient zero. Are we as hesitant to hold on to these defensive line assets now? Assets, these defensive line assets. Who let Philly run down, run the ball down their throats for 500 yards? Who let the Dallas Cowboys put up 56 points? Give up any of them assets. I don't care. If it gets us to our franchise quarterback, I'm all for it. Because at this point, it's quarterback or bust. And the draft of free agency. Because you're not going anywhere in today's NFL without one. And I hope that everybody in the Washington football team community finally realizes it. So that's it for today's episode of the Bleeding B&G Podcast, episode 40. Thank you guys for tuning in. Remember to tap into our social media pages. Our Instagram is at Bleeding B&G. That's B-L-E-E-D-I-N-G, B-N-G. Our Twitter handle is a tad bit different. 
That's at Bleeding BNG, B-L-E-E-D-I-N, B-N-G. So there's only one G in our Twitter handle. But we have daily content posted over there, discussion boards, um, forum chats, and everything. Everything to just keep the Washington football team community a close-knit family. Um, because we need it during these dire times. We need it during these dire times. But hey, guess what? The, the one positive about this, this time and being a Washington football team community member is that we're used to these Decembers. We're used to these Decembers, and guess what? The sun will shine again. Um, if you're um, listening to us on YouTube, be sure to check us out on all podcast platforms as well. All podcast platforms. But if you're um, checking us out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please remember to rate and review. That really helps us. That really finesses the algorithm where we're getting pushed to the top. Because remember what we said at the beginning of the episode. We're trying to have Bleeding B&G, your number one content hub for everything Washington football team. Because we're going to show us that we care about you, even if the football team doesn't at this point. We care about you over here at Bleeding B&G. And remember, if you're checking us out on YouTube, please comment, like, and subscribe. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Bleeding B&G. I'll check in on you guys later. Peace.